appreciate the good help the Lord's been to us when we've been going through this little study. And we might finish this up today or tonight and move on. Uh, but we've been looking at this matter of friendship and this matter of being friends and uh, really more or less on the side of our responsibility. We'll be back in Proverbs and... Um, and, you know, really more that I think about this, you know, the more I feel like the Lord's trying to teach me uh, how to be a good friend, a bib- biblical friend, a Bible friend to others. Um, but also, we've just seen a few little things on what kind of friends um, we should be looking for. Mainly, we want to see what kind of friend we should be to others. Uh, but there is some good information in our Bible about the kind of people not to be friends with. So, uh, that's always good. But the burden of my heart has really been in Proverbs. We'll turn back to Proverbs chapter 18 and move forward in a couple of verses here. Turn with me in Proverbs chapter number 18. And... Um, We'll finish up this second part of this verse and move forward. But um, the burden of my heart really is more what kind of friend I can be to other people. I want to be a good friend to others. I want to be a biblical friend to them. I want to be a help to folks in this last day. We are living in a day where you and I need one another. I know I say that often, but I'm just trying to remind you uh, not to quit people so easy. We need you. We need each other. And uh, the Lord set up the Lord's work for uh, that way, that no man is an island unto himself. And so we need each other, and let's try to do all that we can in these last days. And we're looking at Proverbs We um, in chapter number 18. Um, we started in Proverbs 12, and we looked at a friend uh, should be pure. And uh, if you want to be a good friend to others, then keep yourself pure and unspotted from this world. Uh, you're not much use to others. Now, remember, we're talking about Christian friendship here. But you're not good, much used to your brothers and sisters on your pew this morning to get wrapped up in sin. Uh, it's not going to be helpful to them. It's going to hurt them, and it's going to affect them. Uh, and so to be a good friend to others, we need to strive uh, to keep our lives pure and unspotted from the world. And then Proverbs 13, we looked at being prudent, uh, being wise, being righteous and wise, a good friend should be pure and prudent. We should be principled. We should have good principles in Proverbs 16. Proverbs 17, we looked at a good friend uh, should be private. And then we looked at verse 17, a good friend should be persistent. A friend loveth at all times. And, uh, And sometimes if we're not careful in that verse, we'll be thinking more of the times. But remember, really, the focus is not so much the times in that verse. It's what that friend is doing. Right? So, no matter what the times are, a good friend is loving. Right? right? And so, uh, a lot of times we, we, we look a lot at, at, at whatever time is being manifested. Listen, it doesn't matter what you're going through, a good friend's going to love you. Right? He's going to exercise love towards you. Biblical love. We're not talking about Hollywood emotions here. We're talking about Bible love. Bible love can sometimes be hard. Right? It can, it can be, it can hurt you. We'll look at that a little bit in, in just a moment. So we see a, a good friend uh, is private. A good friend is also persistent in verse 17. Then we're in chapter 18 of the book of Proverbs in verse number 24. And we said that a good friend uh, should be planted. 
Right, a good friend uh, should be one that's planted. And that in verse number uh, 24, a man that hath friends must show himself friendly. And uh, again, I don't have a problem with the common inter- interpretation of that verse because I believe it's backed up by the scripture. I believe uh, if you want to have friends, you must show yourself friendly. And friendly people usually have friends. And I, that's usually the common interpretation of that uh, verse. I just personally am think- thinking more of the obligation that we we have, if you have a friend that sticketh closer than a brother and you have friends yourself, you are obligated to be a friend to others. Isn't that good? To have somebody that you can lean on and trust that's pure, that's going to try to be persistent, that's planted in your life, that God has put there as faithful friends, then you're obligated to be that kind of friend to others. They need friends too and uh, they need uh, some. I'm not talking about friends to go to the movie house with this morning if anybody's confused I'm talking about Bible friends that'll help us in this spiritual warfare that we're all entered into he's chosen us to be soldiers and he is seeking to devour every single life in here and he can do that better and more effectively by isolating people out and getting the weakest that he can get now it doesn't mean you're weak it just means that you're weaker alone Proverbs teaches us that right and we'll see it here again in just a minute and so we've all got an enemy coming to devour us and we got to befriend one another in a Bible way uh, to help us maintain a good testimony for the Lord's sake uh, in these last days and so uh, what kind of uh, um, uh, well I want to move on to this uh, just a moment in verse number 24 we looked at that first part a man that hath friends but show himself friendly But let's look at that last part that is uh, uh, mentioned here. And again, uh, this is, I believe, ultimately referring to Jesus. Jesus is the sum of wisdom is what uh, Proverbs is. Jesus is wisdom personified, is he not? And uh, so just about every verse in our Bible that we look at, we look at with eyes looking for him. And so we know that there is a friend that sticketh closer than a brother. Now, as, as we, we keep that in our mind and remember that even closer than your blood relationship that you have, born of the same mother, born of the same father, is there one that will stick closer to you no matter what happens? And that's Jesus, right? Jesus is the dearest friend I've ever had. He's, he's the one going to stick by you. He's the one that will never let you down. He's the one that will never leave you, forsake you. He's the one that won't ever get too busy to hear you your problems. He's the one that's never going to get put up with you complaining all the time. I mean, he might have to deal with it, but his, his throne room is still open for you to come to, to find grace and mercy and help. And, and you're never going to run Jesus off. He's a, uh, and let, let me just expound this a little more because, because uh, if we look at these words and break them down here, we get kind of the sense of what he's saying uh, uh, um, about Jesus being our friend uh, that we need to replicate to others, right? That's what I believe it's saying here. Now, Jesus had friends, did he not? He had some friends that we would say that we had. he had his disciples, a certain number, and then he had ones that stuck close in the three, Peter, James, and John. But then there was one special disciple that seemed to be in such a way that had the heart, that was the disciple whom Jesus loved, Right? How many times in John's gospel he never referenced himself by his own name? 
every time he was referencing himself in the gospel, he was either that disciple or he was that disciple whom Jesus loved. That's this. That's what John found out about himself. He was not saying that he was particularly special and, and God's a respecter of person somehow and God loved him more than he loves you this morning. That's not what he was saying. He lost his identity to who he was. Who he was was just a disciple, just a learner, just a follower. What made him who he was, he, his identity to the world was just a learner and a follower of one who loved him. That disciple whom Jesus loved, that's who we are this morning. So, well, I'm, I'm not the greatest preacher that's ever walked the earth. Well, that's okay. You're a disciple that Jesus loved, right? That makes you somebody on a Sunday morning, August of 2021. You are a somebody because you're a learner, a follower of Jesus Christ who loves you. And that's what John found out about life. I am nothing more than just a disciple of him that loved me. That's all I am. And I, one that sticketh closer than a brother. Can I get you a little comfort here this morning? Now, Jesus loves you. Are you saved this morning, born again of God? He loves you. He cares for you. You're a disciple whom Jesus loved. You can identify right with the same words that John said about himself. You, if you're saved, you are a disciple whom Jesus loved. Isn't that wonderful? You know what makes that so special? What made it so special to John is probably what makes it so special to you. Who am I that a king would bleed and die for? Who am I that Jesus of Nazareth, this lowly servant, would enter into this world who was king and ruler of all of heaven and earth and to whom every knee shall bow and every tongue will confess who is the Lord of lords and the king of kings would humble himself, become obedient unto death, even the death of the cross, because he loved you. Isn't that wonderful? Man, that ought to excite us just to think about. We're so unlovable. I mean, that's a, who are you? I, Jesus loves me. I like that song, hey, Jesus loves even me. Isn't that wonderful to think about? Think about this man who's chosen to be your friend. You know what it says here? Now, this, now we ought to replicate this because I believe you can be this same kind of friend. If you're saved, you can be the kind of friend that sticketh closer than a brother. Now, you got to have Jesus in you, but you can be the kind of friend to others that Jesus is to you. That's the relationship that he was talking about, right? Love others as I've loved you. Love your neighbor as thyself. Uh, hang all the law and the prophet on that. So if Jesus sticketh closer, if one of the attributes that you would want to say of his friendship would be the fact that he sticks closer than a brother. We ought to replicate that to one another. So let me give you just, uh, uh, and we, we understand, we, we understand uh, the words here, but if we, if we stop and think just a minute of what's being said, let me give you these, uh, this definition of this word sticketh. This word means to join to. Say, so brother, that's not very deep. Just think with me now just a minute. To cleave to. Going to go a little further than that. Because what this has the idea, when you think of sticking something to something else, 
you would, you would have the idea of to adhere to a surface. Right? To adhere to. Now let me give you this one. Because this is, this is almost really, it's really scientific behind it if you think of what makes two things stick together. Think about this next part that says this. To resist efforts to remove. That was the best definition that I found of this word sticking. When the Bible talks about Jesus being your friend, he resists any efforts to remove himself from your life. He sticketh closer than a brother. Now, strife can enter in between even blood relationships, and you may be related by blood and never speak to each other till you die. I know some brothers that are still fighting over things they were kids, they still don't talk to each other. Why? Because they're childish and foolish. They're not acting according to the Bible. Right? But Jesus said, He sticketh closer than a brother. Do you know you can be that kind of friend to somebody else? If you want to be the kind of friend that Jesus was, even to Judas, do you know when Judas betrayed him, do you know what Jesus called him? He called him friend. Now that's not to say that Judas was a friend to Jesus. But Jesus was telling him, I've been your friend and I've known you were a devil from the beginning. But my, no matter what you do, my character is such that I and my friendship, when I love people, I am going to resist any efforts to remove myself from your life. <laughs> he sticketh closer than a brother to stick together. You heard somebody say, if we're going to make it, we're going to have to stick together. Heard some people say that? Here's the idea. Get up. You're not feeling good? Don't make that face now. Okay. He's put on a little weight, Brother Jones. He's getting better. Hallelujah. Now, here's the idea. Now, this is going to get uncomfortable. I'm just going to warn you, okay? But here is the idea. Here's not the idea. Honey, I'm with you, buddy. I'm with you. Don't, don't, I'm with you. Don't worry about it. But hey, if you need me, you just call me. Boy, I need Brother Clay. Oh, my Lord. Decline. Next time I see you, hey, I'm with you, brother. I'm with you. With you. How many times you heard that, brother? And they're with you from a distance. I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm with you, Hunter. I'm, hey, I'm with you, buddy. You just hang in there, buddy. Be warmed and filled. I'm with you. No. This sticketh closer than a brother. This is Jesus isn't at a distance from you saying, I'm with you, Hunter. Jesus is not in heaven. And he's, uh, well, Jesus is in heaven, but he's not alone in heaven, right? He's all places and all everywhere. He's God, right? And so he's not limited by space and distance and time. And so God's in you. Jesus is in you. The Holy Ghost is in you. And he's seated at his own right hand. I can explain none of that, but that's the truth. And so he is closer to you than the air you're breathing. Is that not right? Here's the idea of what Jesus said to you. When, you. when Jesus is a friend to you, Jesus is like this. This is Jesus. And man, I'm going through problems and you're literally going to have to do this. Try to get me off of you. 
push me away. He's resisting any effort to remove. Tyler was talking about this morning. I'm down. I'm going through this. Lord, I've tried to tithe. I give to missions. I've tried to be faithful to church. I try to do right. And then you've got to let this happen too. I've, I've said this. Lord, could you not just throw me a little bone here? <laughs> I'm trying to do right. Really, this had to happen too today. Getting aggravated at the Lord. Anybody ever been there? I knew none of you good Christians would. But. You know what? That's you in a little way you're doing, Brother Easley. Just kind of like, you know, just kind of tired of all this stuff. You ever? And you're just kind of, I'm just, I'm just aggravated. I just, God, I just want just one. And you just kind of, that's you kind of resist. And this is the Lord. This is the Lord. Sticking closer than a brother. Hunter, you've done something bad. Everybody found out about it. Nobody wants to be seen with you because you might taint us, you know. And uh, so all your friends, they kind of, they start distancing a little bit. Most of them do. And I'm not saying you haven't hurt any fellowship. You know, there's been times I've been mad at these boys. And I, I, wanted to, I wanted to whoop one of them, Brother Jones. <laughs> but there's been times, am I telling the truth too, that I just hug you. Now listen, I'm not happy with what you've done. And this hug doesn't mean I approve of what you've done. But you're going to have to run me off. I'm with you. This is Jesus. I don't approve of your sin. I'm not for it. I'm against it. God hates sin, does he not? And he may have to chasten you. But he sticketh closer than a brother. He's resisting. That's what sticking is. When you see, when you put, when you stick something up on the wall and it starts losing its tack, it starts losing, it starts sliding down the wall. Distance is now starting to be created. That's not when 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 Jesus said he's sticking closer than a brother. There is nothing under the sun that can get him to remove himself from you. There's no powers under heaven and earth that can run off Jesus from being your friend. He sticketh closer than a brother. God forbid something can happen to me. I'd like to think you're my boy. I'm with you to the end. But I'm not dumb enough to think something couldn't happen in my life. But I promise you there's nothing going to ever happen to Jesus. That is, if he commits himself to you, that's ever going to run him off from you. Brother E, he sticketh closer than a brother. See, that's what's being said there. It's the idea of that distance. The word really that is being translated there, this sticketh, it's this, uh, would that be the adjective? Closer. It's, it's re-emphasizing the distance. I don't need to re, I don't, I don't really necessarily, if I say that I'm stuck to Hunter, I don't have to say I'm close to him. Does everybody in here know what I'm under, saying if I say I'm close? It's re-emphasizing the truth. When you're going through the valleys, what did the psalmist say? I will fear no because thou art with me. Psalm 23, if you're going through the valley, he's not up there 
saying, good luck. He is with you in the valley, sticking closer than a brother. You're going to walk in some places in this life your pastor can't go, your parents can't go, your husband can't go, your wife can't go, but there is a man who can. Jesus will stick closer to you in the dark places of your mind that nobody knows nothing about. (laughs) Hallelujah for Jesus. There's a friend, Brother Easley, that was out there with you putting that brake pad together out there in the pouring rain. There was a friend. The rain didn't bother him. Now listen, I know when to offer help. You ain't kidding me. You don't offer help until it's about done. I'm just kidding. But I'm going to be honest with you. I said to Brother Ezra, I said, Brother, if you need me, I'll come over there. I would have come. I might have complained to my wife before I walked out the door, though, just to be honest. It's 10 o'clock. i got to preach tomorrow. He should have said no. But here I go. Lord, help me. Forgive me. And I'd have gone and helped you. But can I say something? The pouring down rain, 10 o'clock at night, don't bother God. Amen. He's not got to rest up for tomorrow. He never sleeps. He never slumbers. He's sticking closer to you no matter where you are and what you're doing. Hallelujah for Jesus, Brother Jones. There he is sticking closer. And here, so here's my point. I want to be that kind of friend to others. Now, I'm limited. I, we cannot be. I mean, Jesus is just by his spiritual realm that he, there's certainly, I understand that. But I want to strive to stick closer that even if your family forsakes you, I want you to know you've got a church and you've got a pastor and you've got a friend that'll stick with you. Amen. Amen. That's why, friend, I want to be, where did I learn that? Because I'm a good person? Lord, no. Because I've been some places that no friends could go with me and there was a friend that stuck close to me by my side through the thick and the thin and walked with me and he talked with me and he told me I was his own all through the dark valleys, Brother John. And, and if a man will have friends like that, he ought to himself be friends to others that way. You think you've ever offended Jesus? So you don't understand, they offended me. Oh, Lord, we, got, we are so soft anymore. That's not to mention. But you, you ever think you ever offended Jesus? I know I have. You ever subjected the Holy Ghost to hear and see and do and be a part of things that he shouldn't be a part of? Yes. Amen. Amen. The Holy Ghost ever heard you play some music that he didn't probably like? Amen. Come on now, don't die on me. Amen. You ever been to some places that you thought, probably the Holy Ghost probably grieved here? Thank God he didn't run off on you because you heard him. That's that word grieving of the Holy Ghost. He grieves at that. The Holy Ghost isn't happy with sin. But you're not going to run him off. He's resisting every force trying to remove him. It's not going to happen. So you know what kind of friend I want to be this morning? I want to be the kind of friend to you that is resisting every temptation, everything the enemy is sending into my life to try to remove me from your life. Because that's what he's doing. He'd like, he'd like to get me away from you. He wants you away from me. 
They don't like this. Why, is it, why does the Bible always talk about striving to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace? We are going to have to actively resist the forces that are trying to remove us. It happens all the time. Every day you'll have imagination sneaking up thinking something, this and that, or some kind of, I can't believe they said this about me. Or they told that, I wish they wouldn't have told that. Or they said this or they did that. I mean, I'm telling you, it's going to be every day until God takes us home. But if Jesus is the kind of friend that's going to stick with us, we got to be the kind of friend to forgive and stick with others. You can be that kind of friend if you say. Now let's move on. I'll just give you a couple more points and we'll. But isn't it good to have a friend that's planted? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know why. I, I'm, I think they're special. It doesn't have to be. But I think just by nature you, you can't always be this to everybody. See, Jesus is able to stick with me while you're where you're at. And he's a, that's what I'm saying. We're limited in some. I can't be that kind of friend to every single person, every Christian, everywhere, every time. I just, I'm limited by my, by my flesh. I mean, I just can't do that. Uh, but the ones that are in my life that God has put in my life, I want to be that kind of friend to them. And you go through here, and I'll just mention a couple. Most of you know these, but I want to mention this. I want you to go back in your Bible and think about all the times that John, who the, <laughs> the disciple whom Jesus loved. And I've started looking at this, and I've known this, and I've heard this preached in, a, in kind of a different light. But almost always, you see John as the friend to Peter. Now, everybody knows Peter, James, and John, the inner three. But there is, a, there's a, among anybody that's studied the Bible, at the time, you know that Peter and John are seen together quite often. And there's a special bond, a special friendship between them. But if you think about it in this light, and this isn't any slam on Peter, but almost always, what happened when they, when they, ran, when they ran in to see Jesus' body? Because the, the, they come back and the report was that he was gone, and they go running back. Who beat, who beat Peter to the tomb? Do you think John didn't want to go in there because he was scared? I I, I don't think so. I think out of reverence to his friend, I think he was waiting on Peter to get there. It's almost always, it's almost always John supporting Peter. And you know why I think he learned that? Why he learns that? Now, now again, now you see it in, in Acts also, but primarily before Christ's ascension, especially in the Gospels, I can see John as especially being the friend, the stable one to Peter. Because Peter was like this, right? John was pretty steady. And John being the friend to Peter, you know why that was? Because he had already learned the friend that he had in Jesus. Jesus loved me. And so I want to be that to others. Oh, I've got so many. Let me just read a couple of these to you. I'll just give you the verse. We got to go on. Uh, but when, when Jesus said that there was a traitor in the midst, it was Peter turned to John and asked him uh, to, to figure out uh, which one that it was. I wonder what he means. I wonder who it is. It's Peter and John. The Mount of Transfiguration, you, there you see him again in Luke chapter number 9. Uh, when the time comes for the Last Supper, uh, Jesus sent Peter and John together to make preparations for him to eat the Passover. Peter and John, uh, excuse me, Peter uh, 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 and John were together uh, when they saw the stranger on the shore. And it turned out to be Jesus and the disciple whom Jesus loved said unto Peter, It is the Lord, Peter and John. 
Jesus uh, told Peter uh, what was going to happen to him uh, in the latter days. He said, and, and Peter's question was when he inquired about which friend did he say and what's going to be of him? Who was he talking about? John. Peter and John together again. Close friends. John sticking by his side through thick and thin. You think John knew that Peter cursed God and denied him? You think John knew that? I've got some, I've got some preacher acquaintances that if, if, if you have the, uh, 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 the wrong, the person they don't like in for a meeting, they won't talk to you no more. Boy, what a friend. They're, they're preacher acquaintances. They slam the Southern Baptists, and we're just as much controlled by camps as they are denominational pools. That's not nothing to do with friendship. We got to move. What I'm saying is, that's not what a friend does. Do you think John knew what Peter did? You know what his attitude towards Peter was? You're not going to run me off. I'm your friend. And that's the kind of friend that John was to Peter. Let's, let's go on. He was looking at Acts. You can see uh, uh, when, uh, uh, when the woman uh, went to the tomb, I already mentioned that when they came running, it was the disciple whom Jesus loved again with Peter, um, and he waited on him. And then uh, you, they were going up to the temple at the time to pray. Remember about 3 o'clock in Acts, and they saw the crippled man, uh, and Peter turned to him and, uh, and said, Look on us, and he was healed. It was Peter and John together. Peter and John in prison together before the Sanhedrin, and they saw the courage of Peter and John and knew that they were ignorant and unlearned, and they took notice that they had been with God? Remember they perceived they were big or not? That's Peter and John together again. Uh, I, I'm almost of the apostles um, in Jerusalem had heard Samaria accept the word of God. Who did they in Samaria? They sent Peter and John unto them together. Man, they were closed. And then finally, I seen where John, uh, Paul mentioned them, uh, Peter and John together, James also. But remember when he withstood Peter to the face in Galatians, John was still with him. How quickly have you given up on people? What, what if the Lord done to you how you do other people? It don't take one little mistake, one wrong word, one little thing that upsets you because somebody didn't do this or they didn't do that or they didn't, and you just write them off. Lord, help us. God, help us to be planted friends that love at all times, that's resisting, that's sticking together. Now we've got to move on. Look, turn with me to Proverbs 22. We'll, we'll give you this one and then we'll, we'll just dismiss here. I got so many more. I got one of the most important ones. I just waited to the end here. But turn to Proverbs 22. Now, I'm not going to say it's not going to be easy. People are going to make you mad. <clears throat> be angry and sin not. But you've got to push through that stuff and say, Lord, I'm sure I've made you upset at me. You've got to push through that stuff and stick with people. It's worth it. They're souls that God died for, shed His blood for. Look at chapter 22. I want to say, what I'm preaching, I want to be, I need this kind of friend, don't you? Because I know my nature. I know how I am. I need these kind of friends that are thinking biblically. If you're thinking worldly and you're thinking how I'm going to meet your needs or you're going to meet my needs. If you're thinking this way, it's never going to work out. But biblically minded, thinking biblically about just sticking and looking at being a biblical friend. Those are the kind of friends I need. 
And that's the kind of friend I want to be. Look at Proverbs 22, and we'll start to wrap this up. I want to give, I want to give this Proverbs 22, and look at verse number 24. And we'll go through this one kind of quick here. <clears throat> verse number 24 said, Make no friendship with an angry man. Well, I'm supposed to be friends with everybody. No, the Bible didn't say that. Never said that. In fact, it specifically said, do not be friends with an angry man. Don't spend time with people like that. Don't let them influence you. Because that's what's going to happen. Look at what he says. And with a furious man thou shalt not go, lest thou learn his ways and get a snare to thy soul. And I'm going to tell you, I know, and you can say, well, I was raised this way, well, this, well, that, and we can well each other until we're both down, down 100 foot deep. We've all got problems. We're all overcoming flesh. We've all had a raise, and we've all had things to deal with. We've all had problems. But God help us not to be violent people, Amen. rageful people, enraged people, mean people. Do not befriend a violent man. That's what the Bible said. And not just a violent man, a cruel man, but do not uh, uh, be friend, have a friendship with a man that's not only violent, but look at the next part, who's furious. So that's, that's an emotion. Fury's an emotion, right? People just go around all the time, just, man, they're just looking for something. They're so mad. They're just ready to see it all over. You better stay away from people like that. Do not have friendships with violent, furious people. So, how does that happen for me, Brother Clint? If you want to be a good friend, get control of yourself. Don't be violent and don't be furious. And instead, this next part of our alliteration, be peaceable. A good friend is not violent and enraged and mean and furious and angry. A good friend is peaceful. Look at, look at, turn just a couple more, uh, couple more chapters and we'll get to chapter 27. Pure, prudent, principled, private, persistent, planted, peaceful, but a friend also can be piercing. Look at chapter 27, verse 5. Well, let's look at, look at verse 4. Wrath is cruel and anger is outrageous, but who is able to stand before envy? Open rebuke is better than secret love. You know what a good friend will do? A good friend will have no problem telling you where you've missed it. That's where we're missing it in friendship sometimes. We think sometimes that that's the person that's against us. I can't believe they said that. That's the best friend you got. Well, I don't like that. It makes me look bad. It makes me feel bad. I don't care if you like it or not. A faithful friend will be faithful enough and love you enough to wound you if necessary. Why? Because it makes him feel better about himself? No. Because he wants the best for your life. That's a good friend. Are you that kind of friend? Or would you willingly just sit by and kind of like, well, I don't want to say anything because if I say anything, they're going to be mad at me. You know how that goes? So you just gladly stand aside and watch them just walk right off the edge of the cliff. That's not a good friend. And you want to be a good friend to somebody, and when you see them doing wrong, I'm not talking about being critical and just me and me. You understand what I'm saying. But there is time when an open rebuke is much better than those people that sit in the background and say, I love you. 
A man that'll get up and he'll preach against everything you're doing or think about doing is a much better friend than the ones you think you have that won't even sit in church with you. They don't even pray for you. They don't even read their Bible. They care nothing about your spiritual life. And you'll give more of your ear to them than you will a preacher who loves you enough to tell you what God thinks about you. That's a faithful friend. You're missing it. Your better friends are the ones who are telling you where you're missing the will of God. Not the ones who agree with you because they enjoy the fellowship. <laughs> they're going to agree with you no matter what you say. Then they're going to get in the car and tell their wife how wrong you are. Well, why don't you grow up and tell them if you love them? Anybody ever think about that? You tell them then. If that's what you... Are we Okay. All right, we got to go home. Look at the things that are an open rebuke. That word and I, means public. Secret is concealed. It's hidden. So, I'll leave you with this, and we'll pick back up here tonight and finish this off. I just got a few more. We can finish it tonight. If faithful the the, the wounds of a friend... This word faithful means true. It means trustworthy. It means to build up or support. That's what the word faithful means. A friend that is willing to tell you when you're wrong and where you're wrong, where you're missing it, you can trust a man like that. He is doing that to build you up and support you if he's saved. Now that faithfulness is contrasted with uh, the deceitful. Let's look at it again. Faithful are the wounds of a friend, but the kisses of an enemy are deceitful. So you got wounds in a faithful friend, and you got kisses in a deceitful enemy. Isn't that something? See the contrast there? So if you want to be a good friend, oftentimes it's going to require you to maybe be piercing. I use that for alliteration, but you may have to wound them. Does anybody ever felt good when they get cut? Now, don't go pouring salt in it. Because remember, a good friend that loveth at all times, he's covering. So, if, he, if God uses him to open that wound, you know what he's doing? He's doing everything he can to put that balm in there and heal that wound. Even though it may have been him that had to say it. Thou art the man. Who was that? Said that to David. That's a good friend right there, wasn't it? You think he enjoyed doing that? You think he walked off and said, I never do stuff like that, David. That wasn't his, way, his attitude towards it. So let me ask you this morning, what kind of friend are you? And most of all, do you have this friend that we've been learning about? Every one of these attributes are the friend that you and I have in Jesus. What kind of friend are you to others? If one of these that just kind of goes along with everything they say and agree with them even though you really don't just so that you can kind of maintain some sort of deceitful friendship that doesn't really exist? Or are you faithful enough to love somebody to wound them if necessary? Are you planted by them? Are you walking off on people just because you don't agree with them or just because you don't, they didn't do something you didn't like or they didn't say that? What kind of friend are you? And then we'll stay in chapter 27. We're not going to do it tonight. We'll go to chapter number 27. We'll move down to verse number 9, verse number 10. We'll look at passion. So my question this morning is to all of us, 
Are we the kind of friend that Jesus is to us? Are we that to others? Are you the kind of friend that's planted, that's peaceful? Are you always involved in some kind of drama, bad-mouthing and mistreating and violent and furious and mad at people all the time? That's not a very good friend, is it? Stand to your feet. We're going to have a song. We're done this morning. But that's not a very good friend, is it? Somebody that just stays mad all the time and just... It's hard to befriend people like that, isn't it? That's why the Bible said you may have to avoid people like that. I don't know about you, but we, it, with all that's going on in the warfare in these days, it's going to take a lot out of us to be faithful friends to each other. Because it's liable to be you next week. The devil gets to and you fall. And I want others to treat me better than maybe I've treated them. So let's be a good faithful friend. We've got Jesus who sticketh closer than a brother. Jesus isn't the kind of friend that's way far off. You don't have to wonder where he's at. He sticks close. Lord, we love you. Thank you for being the dearest friend any of us have ever had. Anything we know of friendship, we've learned it of you. Any, any good quality any of us have, anything about love, anything, it's all because we are made in the image of God. And especially since we've been saved and we've learned of you, help us. Oh, God, to replicate the kind of friendship having loved to the very end. Help us to do that. There may be separation calls. Fellowship may have to be broken. There are some things that come in, Lord, we know that. But in our heart, we can be faithful friends that stick closer than a brother to those that are in need. There's some need right now that we need to be faithful to and stick close to, lest the enemy get advantage of us. So we love you. Help us in Jesus' name. Amen. Keep your head bowed just a moment. If you would, Brother Reed's going to sing a verse. If you need to come, you just mind God.